Number 10 on the top 25 most interesting fantasy basketball players is Onyeka Okongwu. If he ever gets 28 to 30 minutes a night, this guy will blow up fantasy basketball. But will he get there this season? Will he take over Clint Capella or will Clint Capella be traded? Let's go! Jordan open. Chicago with the lead. talking about G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And we are continuing the top 25 most interesting fantasy basketball players series. And we are finally here at the top 10. So all of these players that we have still let to go, I'm very intrigued about. And I think that they could have massive, massive sways on the potential outcome of your fantasy basketball season and fantasy basketball leagues everywhere. And to kick off our top 10, we have the backup big man, Onyeka Okongu, who is a very, very interesting player, in my opinion. He is a guy that we have been watching for several seasons now. I was very high on him when he came into the NBA in the draft. I had him, I think I had him like top three in the draft at that point. Obviously, It's taken longer than I would have wanted and I would have expected, but I still remain very high on this player's talent and on this player's ability to affect not only the basketball court, but also affect our fantasy teams. And we're going to talk about him in a deep dive in a second. But if you haven't already, guys, go and check out the previous 15, 16 uh, podcasts that we've done in this series, as well as I've also put up our uh, must-draft and do-not-draft players for category leagues. Must-draft players will come out for points leagues, and do-not-draft players will come out after this video comes out in a few hours. So might already be up there as well by the time you're watching this. So go and check those ones out, guys. Also, reminder that next week we will be doing a live Q&A podcast, a YouTube video on YouTube um, on what day am I doing that? I think that will be done on Wednesday night US time, Thursday morning for us Aussies over here. So be sure to set your timer and get over there on YouTube on Wednesday night and um, get your questions ready. And we'll be going through as many questions as we can, seeing uh, depending on how many of you guys are there. So go over and uh, set your timer and set your reminder to be there and available for that one. So let's get stuck into it. Onyeka Okongwu. Now, here is the great man. He is 22.8 years old, so nearly 23 He is going late in drafts. His ADP on Yahoo, 105.7. ESPN, 127. On Fantrax, he's going the earliest at 87.9. And I find this very fascinating. I think he's maybe flying under the radar a little bit as a potential one of those backup center options. We've talked about a few of them already on the podcast in Mark Williams, in Jalen Duran, in um, Daniel Gafford, Zach Collins. It seems to me like a lot of those guys, uh, again, according to this ADP, a lot of these guys go ahead of Onyeka Okongwu. And I have the argument here that I think he is the best option out of all of them. Um, now, he comes maybe with a little bit more risk and requires a bit more patience, but I believe 
Look, if he was starting, he would 100% be going way ahead of all these guys. So the question remains, obviously, when will he or will he eventually start this season? Because that is what we are going to explore today. He obviously played He played 80 minutes the last game. In those games, he played 23.1 minutes per game on average. In nine category rankings, in those 23 minutes, it was good enough for 78th last season in per rank value. In minus one rankings, he was the 82nd ranked player. So even if you downweight those turnovers, uh, for him, you're punting the threes. Um, but you also, again, could potentially look at punting assists with him as well. And Yahoo points, he's not as good as a points league player. So he was 133rd in that um, rankings. Again, better efficiency, good blocks um, is the reason for his value. So it's not quite as valuable in a points league, but still rosterable, still someone you could have had at the back end of your roster um, in a points league, but obviously not quite as high. So if you already just look at the ADP data for Onyeka Okongwu and his minus one ranking of last season, in the 23 minutes. Now, some of that he was starting, some of that he was coming off the bench. So there was there was fluctuations there, but when it all averaged out, he was the 82nd ranked player in a minus one setting, which I don't know if you're over on Yahoo there, like that's 20 spots of value. It's it's even higher than where people are drafting him on fan tracks. And I think there's upside from that. Clearly, there's upside from that. So I, I found that very, very interesting uh, indeed. So let's talk about what he did. So we're going to compare and contrast what he did when he came off the bench and what he did when he was a starter in the NBA. So he came off the bench um, for 62 games for the season. So the vast majority of the season, he was coming off the bench, but there were 18 games this season that he did start. So... When he came off the bench, he put up uh, 9.8 points, 6.6 rebounds, 1 assist per game, 0.6 steals, 1.1 block. He shot 66% from the field, 80.6% from the free throw line. Um, He did that in 20 and a half minutes on a usage rate of 18.8%. So that was decent enough. Again, 20.5 minutes, so... Pretty close to that average of 23 minutes that he did for the entire season. Obviously, these stats are a little worse compared to his season-long stats. The the rebounds go down uh, by 0.6. The blocks are down by 0.2, 0.1 less of a steal. But all in all, it's it's very similar. It's actually very similar to what he put up as a as an average. So. If you're expecting him to just remain off the bench, he still is a guy that is worth having in fantasy basketball teams. If you're looking for those those blocks, those rebounds, and those uh, field goal percentage numbers as well. So he is someone that still has a use even in a bench role, which is why he is such a fascinating player. For his averages as a starter, interestingly, he only averaged 10.3 points. So points only went up by half a point per game. Rebounds, however, went up to 9.2, went up to 1.2 assists, went up to a steal per game. Blocks nearly doubled, two blocks per game, 57.8% from the field, 68.3% from the free throw line. So free throws went down, but again, it's a smaller sample size. I'd be more willing to lean on his season total or season average for free throws as a better indicator of what he can do for the free throw line because, again, it doesn't matter if you're shooting free throws as a starter or if you're shooting free throws as a bench player, I think it's the same. So I'd use his season average at 78.1% to sort of gauge where he is as a free throw guy. So he's a decently good free... He's not going to hurt you from the line, I don't believe. I think he's closer to 80 than he is to 70. Um, He did that in 32.2 minutes. 
And this is the reason why his um, average of points didn't go up very much. He only went at 12% usage. So going from nearly 19% usage on the bench to a 12% usage player as a starter, 12% usage is extremely low. Um, so that is quite interesting. I'd have to imagine it goes a bit higher that if he ever does become a permanent starter, but it was interesting to note that when he did get a larger opportunity, it wasn't necessarily the offense that flowed and the offense that got a boost. It was just those opportunity stats like blocks, rebounds, um, uh, steals even went up, nearly doubled to one steal instead of 0.6. So those were the stats that really saw an increase. The offense didn't really change all that much. Uh, So I thought that was interesting to note there as well. So obviously... You, you put those averages in there, and, and that's a pretty darn good player. The two blocks per game right there. You're looking at someone who, whilst not Nick, Nick Claxton of last year, he was 2.5 blocks, quite similar, really. Um, you've got someone who's a better free throw percentage shooter than Nick Claxton. So you've got, a, you've got the makings of a player who has the potential to be a top 40 player. If that offense even creeps up just a little bit, that usage is more sort of around that 16, 17% mark. You can see someone clearly averaging something like 14 points, nearly 10 rebounds, you know, one and a half assists, a steal, two blocks per game, 60% from the free uh, from the field and 78% from the free throw line. Like that, uh, those are really, really good numbers. He also is a player that obviously doesn't turn the ball over a lot if you care about that. 1.4 turnovers as a starting player, 0.9 as a reserve. So that is all, all very, very good. The question is, okay, well, how likely is it that is it that Clint Capella is going to give him the starting role, or is it likely that Capella is traded at any point? That is the million dollar question. Now, I believe that as long as Capella is on this team and he is healthy, I think he is the starter. I don't think that they are going to put Onyeka Okongwu in the starting lineup and put Capella on the bench. I just don't think that that is going to be the way they go. Capella is still a good player. He's a good um, you know rim runner. He does provide decent defense. He's a good rebounder and he works along nicely with players like Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. I, I do believe that it will require a Clint Capella trade for Onyeka Kongotu to be completely unleashed um, as it were. So I think if you're relying or thinking that he might overtake Capella, I think if that's the case, that you're, that's the thing you're holding out hope for, you will be disappointed. However, how likely is it that Clint Capella is traded? Um, I'm going to refer to a couple of reports that happened in the offseason that Clint Capella is reportedly on the trade block. Um, and the main contributor or the main interest in trading for him seems to be the Dallas Mavericks. So Dallas Mavericks have uh, apparently had some chats with, with the Hawks about getting a trade deal done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And it would make sense, right? Like they're, they're obviously experimenting with starting with Derek Lively at the moment. I think what you will see is that no trade will happen before the season. These kind of things, I think, will happen at the trade deadline or maybe just before, if anything. So what I do believe is that even at the best case scenario, we're going to be holding uh, Onyeko Kwongu as a bench player for a decent majority of the season. Um, and if a deal gets done, I do believe it happens closer to the trade deadline. So that does kind of put a damper on his value to begin things. But remember, his ADP is taking that into account already. So um, I don't think it's necessarily something that should shy you away from drafting him. I just think it's important to set your expectations to know what you're getting when you're drafting a player like Onyeka Kongu and not expecting him to win the position battle in the second week of the the season. I think that that's not very likely at all. I think we're more waiting for a trade for Capella to be moved. So Clint Capella has um, two years left on his deal. He will be a, an expiring contract next season. So he is... Um, you know, coming up to the end of his um, of his contract in Atlanta, and I'm just referring to the article that was um, reported by Tim McHowen and Brian Windhorse, saying that he is on the trade block, and this was reported back in July of the off season. So a little while has passed. So obviously. These things can can be out there, and sometimes they don't happen. So Miles Turner is a great example. John Collins on this very same team is a great example. But I do believe, in my own personal opinion, that it makes the most sense to trade a player like Clint Capella. And if you're trading him to someone like the Dallas Mavericks and you're getting things such as some wing players back, you know, maybe it's um, Tim Hardaway Jr. You might get uh, a, a backup big as well, maybe maybe a first-round pick, maybe a few seconds um, get also thrown in there as well. I think from a team balance point of view in um, Atlanta, it makes sense because you then have the opportunity to really place Onyeka Kongu into the same position that Capella was in, not lose anything. And the weakness with the Atlanta Hawks, to me, is the three and the four position. We've already seen Jalen Johnson be going off in the preseason so far. He's been playing very well. I don't really rate DeAndre Hunter. I don't really rate Sadiq Bay. So... The other thing that is important to note as well, that Onyeka Kongu seems like he's hitting he's hitting some threes. I'll just go through a couple of his uh, games so far, and that would be a very good development for his production and value moving forward because if the plan is potentially to get Jalen Johnson in the starting lineup, between him, um, uh, someone like... Uh, who am I thinking of? Why am I blanking? DeJounte Murray, who's not the best shooter there. Um, they're lacking a bit of spacing, and I think that Johnson's a better player than those other players like a Hunter and a Bay, but he's not as good of a shooter as them. But if you're replacing a Capella with Onyeka Okongwu, who is showing an ability to hit some hit some threes, I think that that can only be a good thing on getting him onto the court more because if your starting lineup is relying on players like Jalen Johnson playing more minutes, then I think the fit with him out there works better than the fit of a player like um, Clint Capella. So I'm referencing the game that he played against Cleveland. He came out and, again, very small sample size. Sometimes this happens, flashes in the preseason, so I'm trying not to get too worked up about it, but he averaged um, threes last year. I think we could potentially see a scenario where he's averaging half a three made per game. He was two from three from downtown 
Um, last game in 19 minutes for his 12 points. So efficient so far. Didn't play the most recent game, which was disappointing. But if he can add that to his game, it would only enhance the ability to get him on the court even more so in this Atlanta team. And especially with players like Jalen Johnson ascending and maybe commanding more minutes on this team as well. So I think that that helps him. But at the same time, Clint Capella does need to be traded. So I think that it happens. I'm about 65% sure it happens this season. Obviously, that is not confident by any means. But if we just refer back to the ADP data here, and if I refer to my projections, now he averaged on the season last year 23 minutes per game. I'm giving him an extra minute this season, just one extra minute this season, because again, it's his fourth year. After this season, he'll be eligible for a rookie extension. And... I think you would be unhappy if you're Onyeka Okongwu and his representatives, if you are back up for the first four seasons of your career and you were taken in the lottery and you just haven't had the opportunity to prove that yet and that maybe affects his uh, value in terms of a contract. So I think there will be some pushing happening from the representatives of him, his his um, uh, agents and things like that, and from himself. So... Again, I've only given him one extra minute, and in my projections, again, it's nothing crazy. Like it's eleven rebounds, seven and a half, sorry, eleven points, seven and a half rebounds, an assist, less than a steal, like one point three blocks. Because again, after uh, when Quinn Snyder started coaching the team, his block rate did go up uh, a decent amount. So I've got him doing more blocks this season, and he projects to me in that twenty-four minutes to be around the 90th range, 90 to 100 range in my minus one ranking. So you're already getting value even if he remains a bench player playing 24 minutes a night with the upside that if he gets higher up into 28, 30 minutes a night, if Capello is traded, I think he has a chance to be a 30-minute-a-night center. You've got top 50, top 40 upside. And I believe, if, especially if you're in a competitive league, this is a ticket for you potentially now winning your league. You do need to be aware of the fact that you are getting someone who is not going to probably live up to or definitely not exceed the draft position that you're taking him on early in the season. So what that might mean is if you're drafting him around the 90s, around the 100s, especially if you're drafting him in the late 80s, which is probably as high as I would go. So his ADP or or my rank, I've got him at the 90s. I'd be happy to go a little bit earlier than than that because of the upside presenting itself there. So I'd probably go as high as... Let's say if 84 is the cutoff uh, of round, what's that, round 7, I want to say. If you take him in round 8, I think it's as early as I would want to go in a standard 12-team league. Probably not any earlier because, again, you will be sitting on him for a little bit, I I believe. In that time, he's probably going to provide top 100, maybe top 110 value. It's, It's okay, it's decent, but it's not... It's not advancing you. It's not helping you really, especially if you are taking him early. So what you might need to do is with your later picks, maybe save yourself on taking guys that are more speculative ads and maybe look for players with good um, schedules to start the season. Look for players that may be able to contribute a bit more immediately, a little bit less upside Now, you still take some upside picks, but 
you really want to maybe refrain on some of those guys that are speculative at best. You know, those guys that it's a bit of a long shot, especially if you get into like the 13th, 14th round. Maybe you do take someone that's a bit more solid. You target some of those Lakers or Phoenix Suns players that have a great starting opening week schedule. And you just kind of wait and see how it all goes from there because I do believe that if you are drafting him, you need to be prepared for some pain early in the season. But... I think it happens this year, guys. I really do. I think it happens this year. I think Capella is eventually traded. Like I said, I think it's something that happens closer to the trade deadline. So you're going to be sitting on him for a little while. Um, so again, if you're in a competitive league and you're not really sure if you'll be able to make the playoffs, you can't guarantee that. And remember, he's not going to be a guy that comes out and scores 20 points. He's not going to be a guy that comes out and like dishes five or six assists. He's he's a rebounds. He's a blocks. He gets steals. He's good at percentages. Like he, That's what he does, right? So if you don't need that, then you don't have to go overboard and draft him there. I don't think he's someone that you're drafting there and like trading later because he blows up. I, I think that that's not the right strategy for a player like Okongwu. So again, he's, he's specific. I think he's best suited to a punt. Either a punt threes or a punt assist build is probably his best build there. Um, maybe punt points is another way you could go about it. Any of, if you're punting any of those categories, I think he's a perfect fit and he has a, a high amount of upside in your team there. So definitely have him on your radar if that's your strategy going into this draft. But say you're a punt blocks or a punt field goal percentage team, like he's not really someone that has the same upside as those other teams for you. So waiting around for him at that point doesn't make as much sense. So... I hope that's clear. Let me know what you guys think. Do you think that Clint Capella is going to get traded this season? Do you think that Onyeku is going to take the job off him anyway? Do you think that I'm incorrect in saying that uh, Capella is going to start as long as he's there? Let me know down in the comments and uh, give me your thoughts on where you think you should be targeting Onyeka Okongwu. Like I said, if he was getting 30 minutes, I would have him ahead of Duran, ahead of Mark Williams, ahead of Gafford, ahead of Zach Collins. He would very comfortably be ahead of those guys. Even in a bench role, He's not that far behind him, I don't believe, because of how efficient and how good of a shot blocker he is. So um, there's definitely an argument to to draft him ahead of those guys in the hopes that he absolutely blows up this season with a Capella trade. Let's talk number nine. Here is the hint. This player that we're going to be talking about tomorrow is one of the most controversial players across all fantasy analysts, I believe, in the preseason. One of, maybe not the most, but one of the most controversial players across the preseason. Some people are really high on him. Some people think that it's crazy and that he's going to hurt your team more than he will help. I am on the side that thinks he's a great player. Let me know down in the comments below who do you think it is. And uh, let me know again. Guys, make sure you give this video a big thumbs up. We are getting very close to the very most interesting players. There's going to be some great players we're going to talk about every day over the next week and a bit before the NBA season starts. It's getting exciting. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.